Mass Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for April 25th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guests, American international forward Elijah Mariga. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless, 5G built right. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and gear up for any part of the season on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila for the best margaritas and more. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division One Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to BurritoExpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us live tonight on the Podbean app. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and the three locations in the Phoenix metro area, and of course, anytime, 24 hours a day at BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you, not from Scottsdale, not from Pittsburgh, not from St. Louis, but from beautiful Plano, Texas, for the next eight days, as I prepare for the uh, IIHF Under-18 World Championships. My co-host, Paul Hornstein. Joining me from that beautiful palatial state out of Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Um, are you actually done listing all the places that you've been on this road trip? <laughs> no, I got world some, tour. Because I, I got I, I, I got I, some I, more, but <laughs> I, the, I'm sure there's plenty more that I don't know about. But you know, I'm stuck here in my basement. Uh, you know, and you're gallivanting. <laughs> Uh, hobbing and nobbing, and uh, that seems about right. Okay, well, let me just tell you, Paul, uh, what a difference 36 hours and a Z-pack of medicine and a little Flonase has done for my life because, as you know, yesterday morning I was about as sick as uh, I think I have ever been, uh, leaving a trail of, let's say, my personal belongings from the urgent yeah, care yeah. to the CVS pharmacy to back to the hotel, and thank God my friends at Primacare uh, helped me out with a Z-Pack and Flonase and got me back on my feet. Not quite 100% yet, but, oh, my God, it was awful. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's how I spent my Saturday in Plano. I got uh-huh. here Thursday night. <clears throat> Friday was a good day. Saturday was uh, a bad day. And today was a really good day. I went out and played tourist for a little bit, and, Saw a few sites, including the American Airlines Center and the AT&T Stadium, uh, home of the Cowboys. Had a chance to take a tour of that today, so it was a lot of fun. But 
the fun really begins tomorrow, Paul, because that's when the under-18s are going to get started uh, right here in Plano and Frisco. And <laughs> it's crazy because COVID's got everything locked down. So at the Plano rink, Paul, you can you can get into the parking lot, but that's it. <clears throat> at the Frisco wow. rink, you can actually get into the arena, but it's very limited and very, very tight as far as what you can do and can't do. So I'm thrilled to be able to say I'm going to be out at least three games this week uh, and check out the, uh, the U.S. team and the other nine that are competing to win a world championship. Why is this so important, you say? These are under-18s, which means this is their draft year. So the guys that we see this year are, are going to be drafted in the NHL, majority of them, um, come July. Well, listen, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of them, that's for sure. Um, you know, it's and this is, uh, and I believe, I, I have to check, but I'm pretty sure that uh, these games will be uh, on NHL Network, or at least the U.S. games anyway. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, but I think this is the first time I can remember them ever televising any of these games. And this is a smart thing to do if you're the NHL Network. Oh, absolutely it is. Uh, you know, when the, nobody can get there. <laughs> well, but not just that, okay? But this gives people a chance to start learning who some of these players are. Oh, absolutely. Well, you okay. know, and I, I, I have screamed. Well, I, okay. I mean, screamed is probably <laughs> not a good word, but had this discussion and had this argument about MLB Network since the day they started. They show, I, I get it. You're dedicated and you want to show as much Major League Baseball as possible. Okay. Um, I believe MLB Network shows a total of two or three college games a year. Okay. And they show no high school baseball. So unless somebody's like Jack Leiter, who's the son of a former major leaguer and is going to be in the top two picks in this draft coming up, you never get to hear of any of these players. You never get to see any of these players. You know, well, NHL, NHL Network's got it. I mean, they're fortunate where they have these things, the World Juniors and the under-18s, and even uh, I, I believe they have a, a U-16 tournament as well. Okay? Um so you get it. They're smart to start showing these things. Yeah, totally agree with you. I'll tell you the um, <laughs> the, the the amount of talent, and we've seen the talent, and, and we've got. And part of the reason I'm here is because we've got a real keen eye on a couple of players, three players, as a matter of fact, that are headed towards the Southwest on college scholarships, and that would be, of course, Ty Murchison headed to uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils. And of course, the uh, two boy, uh, the two guys headed to Denver, uh, Sean Barons and uh, Jack Devine, which are headed there uh, this year. So we've got a vested interest in this one uh, tonight, Paul. Though we've got a special guest on, and, and I really wanted to have Elijah on because um, he's a he, he he's a I don't even know Cinderella story doesn't do it because he started at UNLV, played a great year uh, with the Rebels. 
and then got a college scholarship uh, by Eric, from Eric Lang at uh, AIC. And not only is he taken to the role, but he's starting to excel. And they've made it to a national tournament a couple of times, I believe, uh, when Elijah's been there. They played uh, number one ranked North Dakota in the last uh, uh, yeah. national tournament. And uh, Elijah just, you know, uh, I remember meeting him way back when, when he was at UNLV. I say that because it was like four years ago, three years ago. And uh, um, Coach uh, Vigneri Greener and Coach Raboni call him Easy. So uh, when we get on, I'm going to ask him how he got that nickname Easy. But uh, Elijah will be joining us here in about, oh, I don't know, six minutes or so. But in the meantime, you've got some breaking news that you sent me about three minutes before showtime. So tell well, us the breaking news that we've been waiting on for a while. Breaking, I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't put it out there, but it's been out on social media. So I guess it's public knowledge. Uh, ASU finally has their other backup goalie. Uh, I think they're keeping Bronson Moore around from the ACHA team. Um, but uh, apparently Ben Cross, who was the backup at Miami uh, in the NCHC, uh, is in the portal and has decided to go to ASU and basically be the backup to Cole Brady. Uh, so um, that is really the only uh, thing we were waiting for roster-wise from ASU as we knew they had to get another goalie. Uh, I and this is not obviously anything against uh, more being on the team. It's awesome. But okay, hold, hold on but a minute. Somebody, uh, but okay, hold, you, you gotta have an extra. You have to have a third goalie. Hold, 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 hold. Are you certain about Bronson Moore? Because Bronson told me last year that he was he was graduating and oh, moving maybe on. Maybe he is. I don't know if that's the case. Start, they need another goalie. Yeah, he, he told me last year, I believe, when we had him on the show, that he was going to graduate and his, his playing career was over. That's why I asked whether he was going to be around or not. So it, I, I'm not sure on that one. But yeah, I'm not sure. Is, I, I, I mean, if he is, great for him. But I, I that's what I mean. If, if, he was moving on. I, I, well, maybe he was, but, you know, maybe they talked about it and maybe he's going to go to grad school and, and so forth and so on. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Obviously, I, this is just pure speculation. But I, I, they need a third goalie anyway. Yeah, well, that's that's breaking news in the fact that that's another ACHA kid that's making the jump well, to NCAA. So, all right. Well, I mean, he it, was there it's, last it's year different than Elijah. Season, so, I know, but it's it's different than Elijah because he's he's a, a big time player for the uh, Yellow Jackets. And no, no, no um, it's it's completely different. But you know, if if they if they figured out a way to to work it out where where. Moore gets to hang around for an extra year. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that's very cool. I just didn't know if that was fact or not. So that's why I was well, let's put to it see this if you way. heard it. Because... Let's, let's put it this way. Um, I don't know. It's it's just I, – I just assumed that well, he's hanging car- around. Be, be careful when you yeah, assume because you know what that means, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I just I, – I just – you just you know, threw it out there to start a rumor. <laughs> no, I listen. Rumor, okay. I mean, listen. Um, I love it, Bronson. If you're coming back, buddy, uh, I would love to see you out there. But uh, like I said, I'm not. Sure I don't know. Man, I could. I could be wrong. I. I just. I just. Anyway, said, I just. That, I assumed that that was the, the story. But the point of it I, is, I they have wrong. another goaltender coming out of the portal. Oh yeah, they needed and, one for sure. And like what we're talking about with the portal, it is absolutely absurd. 
what's going on. I have talked to so many people in the last 25 days on the road, Paul, that uh, just can't believe what's going on. I do also want to shout out before we get to Elijah that uh, um, uh, the uh, Sunday special, the uh, making of a uh, Air Force cadet hockey player is up online and also on our YouTube channel at Ice Time SW. So if you want to see the insides of a new $3.2 million renovation at the uh, Air Force Academy and find out what it takes to become an Air Force cadet hockey player, that is online. And right now, I think what we'll do is take a quick break, and we'll come back and uh, bring in our special guest, Elijah Biarga, Biarga, in just a minute. Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. Constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you were fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right, and we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask Hockey Shop. This is Scott Strandy, live from Plano, Texas. And my co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. It's our pleasure to welcome in Elijah Biarga with us tonight. Uh, the the kid from UNLV who made it big in Springfield, Massachusetts. Elijah, how are you? Doing good. How are you guys? Uh, all right. First of well. all, did he get it right, Elijah? Did he get the last name pronounced <laughs> I correctly? I never get it right. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, Bariga. That's Bariga. what I thought. Okay, That's what I thought. Bariga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elijah. I, no, I no just want to call you. I just want to call you Easy because that's what uh, <laughs> uh, Vigneri Greener and Raboni said. Just call him Easy. It's much easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> you okay with Easy? Yeah, that's fine. I've been called right. that for the past couple of years, so. <laughs> okay. So so let me ask you this. And first of all, thanks for coming on because I know it's crazy time for everybody right now. But um, you know, I just came from the ACHA national tournament, Elijah at uh, St. Louis, and I watched some of the very best in ACHA hockey, and I know what UNLV was striving to get at. But now you've spent some time at UNLV, and you also spent some time at uh, AIC. Um, how big a difference is there? Um, honestly, it's – I don't I maybe a little bit more faster and more skilled, but I don't see that much more difference. I mean, now there's so many players that are so good, and uh, it's hard to find spots and – D1 now, so I don't really think it's that big of a difference, but 
Um, it's definitely faster, more skilled. Okay, so let me ask you this, and then Paul's going to jump in with some questions from Alternate for you. But um, what what was it? What got you from UNLV to AIC? Um, I think just knowing that um, AIC had contacted me before I uh, went to UNLV, and um, I kind of knew that people were watching a bit, and um, I kind of just stuck to myself and um, knew what I had to get done in order to, to move on to the next level. All right. Good stuff. I mean, All right, well, um, hold on one second, Paul. I got one more okay. quick follow-up for you. Um, so, so coach Lang reached out to you and, and said, Hey, we might have a position for you here. Um, well, prior to going to UNLV, I was talking to them and, um, we were discussing uh, a scholarship, but I missed one credit in school, so I had to go somewhere to um, make up that credit. And that UNLV was, I thought, the, the fit for me. And um, I was there for a year, and I got the call back saying, um, we would like you to come back if you're willing to accept the scholarship. And uh, <laughs> I was happy for that. <laughs> well, let's see. Do I – Pay money and go, or <laughs> somebody give me. Hmm, let me see. Hmm, let me decide here. Um, so was when when you got the phone call from Coach Lang, was it just was it just one of those days where you weren't even thinking about it, and all of a sudden he called you and said, "Hey, do you still want to come here?" Or was there was there a, a tournament that maybe he saw you play in, and or what happened? What was the story? Um, I think they were just watching me all along through my years at UNLV, and they just liked what I was still doing. And they gave me a call, I think, halfway through and asked me if I wanted to commit. And I said yes. And um, I don't know. They were super loyal to me, and I was just super humbled to uh, just to be a part of that organization now, the way that it's going in the past three years. Okay, so West Covina, California to UNLV, not a big deal. West Covina, California <laughs> to uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, a little bit of a big deal. How did you adjust? Um, I it, it was it was I just I don't know I kind of just stood after practice, was talking to a lot of coaches, went over a lot of video. Um, I was on the ice probably thirty minutes and it. 30 minutes before practice working on skills and like little things that uh, coaches developed me that I didn't have when I was um, coming into my first year and um, staying after practice for like over an hour and just working like on the little things and just finding like uh, uh, white spots in the ice where uh, that I didn't see that they saw and they always showed me video. I think it was just staying after practice or before and just working on the little things that really helped me okay so right. how about off, how about off the ice a lot yeah i was how gonna say just to that <laughs> how much winter gear did you actually have to buy <laughs> uh uh well i was in i was in salmonar in the bc so the, uh, i had a lot of winter stuff there so it kind of just transferred oh, okay. over so i was i was i was all right for a bit all right so what was that first of all and and because of the fact that uh, um, I spent ten years in, in in Arizona, we 
we we chit chat here about the weather and the culture shock a lot because it's something that I'm always interested in. Um, I'm not exactly sure where that BCHL team is located, but I mean, going from West Covina to there before you even got to UNLV had to be, um, I mean, just forget about the weather. Just like I said, I don't know where that town is. I would imagine just the size and the, the, the amount of people in the neighborhood had to be it, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of a small town, but. I mean, it's a, I think it's a little east of Vancouver, I want to say, like about five hours, but it's on the, still on the west side. But no, it was definitely cold. <laughs> a little shelter shock coming from California, going straight to the snow. You get one month, you get one month to prepare. Do you really, did you get that long? Because that's pretty good. That's good, I guess. That's, yeah, yeah, you do. You get one month. I think it's the first, of, maybe the first month of august and that's it after that you're, you're, it's carrying, okay. a, you're, you're carrying a winter jacket everywhere uh, so elijah uh, it's no secret that uh, z con and and uh anthony vigneri greener and nick raboni went after you pretty hard but uh did they get a chance to get up and see you in the bchl or did they prefer to stay down in the warm weather and watch tape on you no i think it was just all tape from what i remember <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about UNLV, and then we'll talk about AIC if that's okay with you. So, your uh, your visit at UNLV turns into a stay at UNLV. Um, you play there for a year. You get your your uh, credits that you need. But talk about the culture that uh, was developing at UNLV because when I started doing this six years ago, Elijah, the uh, the culture wasn't there at UNLV. There was barely a program, and mm. all of a sudden it turned. Uh, hockey crazy in that city. What have you? What have you, your thoughts about UNLV that time? Um, I really didn't know much, but um, my coach and Sam and Arm kind of knew the coaches there, and uh, we kind of discussed and kind of felt like that was the best opportunity for me. But when I arrived there, I was like, like I was like, I, I love the school. It's like nice, huge, big. Um, and then the fact that that year that I was going was going to be Vegas Golden Knights first year. So right. I kind of, I kind of felt like there was going to be like a lot of like people, people are going to be like, like it's a new team. And I think it was, might've been, it might've been the first pro team in Vegas, if I'm not wrong. It was. And, you're, uh, right. you're right. Yeah. So I think it was like, everything was going to be big. So like now every, everyone loves hockey there. And it's just like, and the goals Knights have been good since they've started. So when we started playing and they, Oh, they build a new facility for the practice arena. So that's where we uh, started playing and it was just absolutely packed <laughs> every game, every home game was It was just packed. And then I, I kind of, I just fell in love with it. I, I don't know if you've kept up with things, but last night uh, during the COVID season last night, they are, I guess it was Friday night. They played uh, a senior game because none of the seniors had a chance to, uh, play their games and and uh it was kind of fun because there was a, as many people as they would allow were in there to cheer on the guys for an inter-squad game and uh jake Sachs wins it uh in a shootout Sexy. where he just he cranked up a slap shot and yeah. just blew it through the net so you know Saxy, right yeah i know Saxy and uh i'm who's the other senior bass a soft uh, yeah 
and uh, yep. Eric Williams, and Eric uh, Williams. And, and there's more. So I, Eric mm-hmm. may have come back there right after you left, but yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It was uh, they put on a big time production for ACHA hockey, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, it was it was. Uh, I was a little happy to see that uh, from them last night. I know it sucks, obviously, to the circumstances that's been going on, but um, those two guys, um, they're. Uh, they were there when I first joined, and uh, two great guys. Okay, so you play the year at UNLV. You get the call from Eric Lang to go play at AIC. Now, uh, AIC played about 40, about 40 games in that first season that you were there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, and, you know, as a freshman, you don't always expect to get into every game. How much of an adjustment was that? To, to to have to sit out a couple of games uh it was it was a little bit of adjustment obviously coming from ACHA and like them not knowing what really to expect and me not really know what to expect and like I said before it was always staying after practice or before and working on the little things and going over video and I think when my uh, name was called um, I kind of just went out there and did my thing how long did it take you to get comfortable uh, with your game in, in that situation? Two weeks, uh, uh, a dozen games? I think the more that I played, I think the more I got comfortable. Uh, I think that's kind of like what helped me a lot, at, uh, just planning games and, and just uh, looking over video. I think that's huge. So, Elijah, okay. tell us. Tell us about AIC itself, the campus and stuff. What, what's it like, and and how are you enjoying it out there? Um, it's it's I like it out there. I mean, it's a really nice small private school. Um, everyone knows who each other is. Um, the guys are great. The coaches have built a culture there since I've been there. That's just second to none. Um. I think we're making our name for ourselves now. Okay, well, speaking of names, if I say March 29th to you, um, does that... <laughs> First test. Uh, not a test. It's not oh, a okay. test. Okay. I'm just, I, I just want to see... Because, listen, I wouldn't have known this until I started doing research. So, um, and, and Elijah will, will, will get it. Um, March 29th. Does that day ring a bell to you? Um, if it doesn't, that's okay because I'm 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 couching. I'm trying to hide it. Um, is that is that is that when we won uh, the Atlantic? Um, no, but you're close though. Uh, it was just a tiny little game against St. Cloud. What was it like to be in that game? Oh, the St. Cloud game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, for folks, that don't we've understand, got, we've got, that's okay. <laughs> couple of memories the past three years i've been there so <laughs> aic beat st cloud in the first round of the ncaa tournament might have been the biggest upset in the history of the tournament uh if not right up there um and i just wanted to see because sometimes like i remember dates but that's just me so i just wanted to <laughs> see if uh you know you know as, as i try to get to know you here a little bit uh, what was it like being on the bench and, and being in that game um uh, it was surreal um the fact that we came out of that victory was was awesome. I mean, I think everyone 
bought into uh, bought into the um, system that that week that uh, Coach Eric Lang was uh, preaching, and um, I don't know. It was, I think everyone was just I, we were just on a roll that year, our first year that or my freshman year after we won the Atlantic, and um, uh, it's it's something special. Does, okay, so is it is it one of those things where you, you you're it's almost outer body? You're just playing. You're not really sure what yeah, the heck you're, is going on. Yeah, you don't even like you kind of like. I honestly, I don't even remember like the game. Honestly, it's like almost <laughs> like you you like black out. Like you just kind of you're just blacking out the whole game, pretty much. It's it's yeah. I don't really remember. The only thing I remember is just kind of just like. Uh, I don't even know hopping over the boards at the end. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's what being in the zone is like, right? When yeah. when you're so focused on what's going on that yeah. that you don't even realize what's going on. You're just doing it. Yeah, you're just yeah, too much fun. <laughs> I, Elijah, I'm not going to give you a date, but I'm going to give you a game that happened very <laughs> recently. Your last game, your last game of your uh, of your season. You get number one North Dakota in, in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about that and what that experience is like because I, I just called North Dakota this year uh, easy. I just called them the franchise because they were so talented and so deep. And then you guys get them first. What was it yeah. like? Um, yeah, they were so talented. Uh, it was – I I don't know. I think uh, – uh, kind of a half our team kind of knew what to expect because we've we've done it uh, two years ago when we beat St. Cloud. Obviously, we were just talking about that, but um, a lot of for the lot of new guys, it was kind of new, and I thought like uh, a lot of guys didn't know what to expect or whatever. But um, no, they came out strong. Um, I think after I think they they had like a good ten minute to eight minute stretch where they kind of dominated us, but after that, I think. It was pretty even, but um, no, uh, it was crazy. And obviously, for us having, we weren't allowed to have fans this whole year, so having their fan, their home crowd, pretty much in Fargo, <laughs> yeah. was uh, it was it was awesome. It was like good to see fans in the in the stands again. But um, yeah, no, it was crazy. It was pretty much a home game for them, and it was it was pretty electric. Um, okay, so. You know, you guys, you talk about being on a roll. You guys were on a roll last year, too, at the same time. Uh, Correct. Going into the end of the season. Um, it's it's hard not to talk about uh, the end of last year, the sudden end of last year. What was that like for you? Um, I, for me, I don't uh, – we were just on a roll, like you said. Um, we were just seeing what we can do. I don't know if we had a better team now or last year, but I think we'd have been just in the same spot we were this, uh, this year. But I mean, for me, it was, it was, I mean, I, I would probably speak for the whole team, but it was, it was tough for everyone. Obviously we didn't get to show people what we, we, uh, were capable of doing. So, so let me ask you this on a crazy COVID year. It's a two parter for you. The first one, how many times do you think you were tested uh, for COVID during the season? <laughs> and, and secondly, is you get to Fargo and you see Michigan go out with a COVID test. 
what was going through all you guys knowing like, hey, we got to test positive. We can't test positive. We have to all be negative. It had to be crazy. Yeah. Um, I probably got, (laughs) I probably got tested over (laughs) 900 maybe times. Oh my God. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was either every day or almost every other day starting in August. Wow. Like August. Was every one of them the big giant Q-tip thing that stuck up your nose? Uh, for like half, yes. And then the other oh. ones were the, the Q-tips. You don't get used to those, do you? No, you don't. No, uh, yeah. I didn't think you say you do, but you don't. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, yeah, I mean, I can't. Oh, God. I had to do it twice, no. and, I can't, and I couldn't stand it. I can't imagine every other day or, or three or four times a week. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's what you got to do, though, if you want to play. So, okay, um, so you get to, and then, you get to, yeah, you get to Fargo. Yeah, we get to Fargo. And then um, you have to test every single day. And if you test positive, then you would have to take, you would have to take another test to see if it was like <laughs> inclusive or whatever it was. Or, oh. And if, if you come back na- or positive again, then your team's done. Oh. It is just like so. Like every time you go in that in the testing uh, center, everyone's kind of just like shaking a bit because you you don't, you don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, did you do you get to the point where you almost get paranoid about standing yeah, it's, in that it, line? It's it's it's, it's nerve wracking because you don't want to. Like I said, you don't want to be that guy where you're the one that tests positive and have to be that guy that tested positive and your whole team has to go home oh man. that'd be just a tough bounce for not just you but for everyone obviously yeah so, i you, just can't even imagine so elijah when you're in fargo and you see michigan test positive and all of a sudden they're out of the tournament you guys know that at the time or when did you find out about that uh yeah we found out that like Pretty much, literally, right after it happened, because everyone goes to that testing site. So every, so like, I mean, I, I mean, uh, other teams or our team could, like, North Dakota could have been positive or Duluth, and even us, because if they tested positive in the same uh, testing center, I mean, who knows? Like one little touch on something, maybe it could have caused other teams to go positive, and and uh, your season's done. Well, we've seen a lot of that this year, and I, I think back uh, a couple of things, and uh, I think of uh, St. Lawrence winning their way into the tournament and then having the coach test positive, and I can't imagine what that must be like. Uh, but then I think back also to uh, Colorado College this year had two bouts of it. The first one was one player, and I'm going like, how does a locker room deal with that? You guys didn't have to deal with that, but... Uh, can you imagine what that would be like? You just mentioned how difficult it would be to be that person. Um, what would it be like, and how would you group as a team to uh, to take in a person like that? Because it probably wasn't their fault. They probably had no intentions of uh, contracting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think you would just have to – I mean, it. it's not just one guy's fault, obviously. And in, obviously, like you said, there's – he didn't obviously mean to do that, but it's just, I guess the circumstances we're li- we are living in right now and everyone has to understand that, um, that anything could happen. It's just the way things go that are going this year. And, um, you just, 
you just got to be happy and humble that you're uh, at that point at that time and the circumstances and lucky enough that you're there and other, other teams are not and you made it that far. So the obvious question now is how excited are you to get back to a quote unquote uh, normal hockey season when you get back to Springfield this fall uh, or summer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to kind of missed uh, having fans and everything and just like the whole thing. I mean, not traveling so far was actually nice though. <laughs> I, I could take that again. Um, <laughs> but um, no, having like almost, I, I guess I feel bad for more of like our freshmen or all the freshmen this year that can experiment or uh, experience their uh, first year of college or even the seniors that left um, couldn't really experience their last year of college. All right, so as we get back to a normal year, um, first of all, what are you doing now that the season's been over for a few weeks? Uh, are you still kind of in that rusting period where you haven't really hit the ice for any skating, just kind of working out, or what's the story? Yeah, um, well, we still we still have a virtual class right now, so I'm still doing school. Okay. And, um, uh, this coming this coming up week is our last week of school, so um, I'll probably start. Very skating. jealous. <laughs> I'll probably start skating here in May, but um, for right now I'm just kind of like taking a light little light workouts and stuff like that, and just letting my boss rest, or my body rest. Um, I know we only played so many games, but our we practiced so much this year. <laughs> now are Dude, you back? In- yeah, I'm Go back. Ahead. I'm back home now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm just, like I was saying, like this practice, we practice so much, and like even during like, I think we should have played. I mean, we obviously had more games scheduled, but obviously, uh, positive tests um, canceled our games and stuff. So we just had so much practice, and body's a little worn down. All right. So go ahead, Scott. I I was gonna. No, I, I, I was, was just gonna ask. I was just going to ask him uh, quickly about the adjustment to taking online classes because sometimes that can be pretty difficult. I know I talked to uh, some of the people at the ACHA tournament, and they were saying, like, that was a big adjustment for kids, uh, some that didn't just didn't adapt very well to it. How, how did you adapt to taking online stuff, Elijah? Um, I kind of liked it. Uh, I felt like uh, I was, like, I was able to do, like, my own. I almost feel like uh, I got things done quicker. Then I would be in okay. class. But, um, yeah, a lot of kids didn't really like it. Um, they really couldn't really adjust to it. I mean, uh, it's harder, I guess, or for some kids, obviously, it's harder to learn um, and uh, pay attention while you're on a Zoom call rather than in class, kind of well, face-to-face. And... If, it makes you, if it makes your classmates feel any better, <laughs> okay, I, I, I can tell you, that from the teacher end of it, or in this case, uh-huh. in college case, professor end of it, uh, it's it's it was hard to get it's hard to get used to as well. So um, yeah, I've heard, I definitely heard that from a lot of professors too. <laughs> like they they really like it; they're kind of over it too. So so we'll see what happens next year to a yeah. somewhat n- normal uh, year. All right. So getting back to a quote unquote normal year, you've been at AIC now for three years. Now, the, the questions that I'm going to ask is, uh, one, where is your favorite place on the road to play? 
<laughs> and two, which school in the conference would you say, uh, at least on the ice, is your biggest rival? My favorite place to play. Yeah, on the road. Uh, on the road in uh, in Atlantic or well, wherever I, well, I played. Um, you can do both overall, and, and which conference team do you like playing on the road against? Um, right now, I would say I would say Army for both. Okay, for both. All right. So one, I think, because I've been, I when I play there, I feel like I have good games all the time, or when I play okay. against them. <laughs> um. <laughs> What uh, what about Air Force? Let me throw that out there. What about Air Force? You, you, oh, have Air you Force played is there yet? Cool. I, yeah, I did play there. The, uh, the altitude gets you there, though. I don't know. Really <laughs> Seventy two hundred feet. I was just there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's actually a sick barn, and they pack it, and it's yeah. it's a fun place to play. It's just like <laughs> you're taking your last <laughs> breath every uh, every shift. <laughs> Love it. It's not fun. <laughs> Do you, I, I assume that you don't have to worry about coach telling you to keep the shifts short at Air yeah. Force because you don't really have a lot of choice? No, you don't. You're 20 seconds to 25, maybe 30, and you're off. You're, you're, uh, you're asking for oxygen. <laughs> um, okay. And, and what no, is I'm it about going. Army? Is it just the fact that you guys have been battling it out? I know you guys had – a lot of tough battles this year. Uh, yeah, they were as hot as you guys were. Yeah, especially yeah this year they were they were uh, they had a good uh, little streak going there. But um, I feel like every time we play them, like they get up and we get up, and it's just literally a one goal game. And obviously they're uh, uh, academy school, and uh, um, they're never going to quit. So you're never going to see it. You're not you're not going to see anyone quit there. Yeah, and it's, it's, totally it's, it's always so, it's it's a it's a definitely a battle all the time you play them. Okay, right. so so I want to wrap things up with you by uh, everybody asks me uh, when I go somewhere and they know I'm from Arizona they say uh, there's no hockey on the West Coast it's you know the players aren't that good there and we have Austin Matthews not approve it <laughs> and, and, and other players but uh, growing up in in California. Um, Tell people how how you play hockey there. It's the same as everywhere else, right? You go on the ice sheet and you play. Yeah. Well, I kind of started with roller first. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. That that that's all right. So did uh, you know? Uh, growing up in New York City, we didn't have a whole lot of ice either. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Just go in your backyard and skate. Yeah. 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 No. When you step out, you get a whole sheet of ice. And, and he's not—he's not far from LIU, which I know you played this year too. So, and you'll probably get a chance to play them again. Yeah, we were able to go up there to play. So we haven't played there, but we played them a couple times at home. And uh, no, they're—they're uh, they're a good squad. But um, okay, so so talk about growing up in in California and how you go from California youth hockey to the BCHL to UNLV to AIC. How does that all work? <laughs> Uh, so growing up in California, I started playing roller at the age, maybe of four, I think. Uh, so I think my parents went to a hockey game. It was a Keens game and <laughs> they, uh, they, they loved it. So, uh, 
Uh, I had three. I have three brothers right now, so we all grew up playing, and we all started like around four years old, and um, we kind of transitioned to ice for a bit, and um, I just loved it. I just love. I don't know what was about it, what was different about it, but I kind of just stuck with it. I loved it. Um, then I went to go play in Anaheim with the uh, Junior Ducks, and then I got tendered in Amarillo from the Null. And then um, I left my first year after that because I, I don't I I felt like uh, playing over there wasn't really like my type of game. It was kind of more gritty, and I was kind of like felt like I was more like uh, a skilled and uh, fast. Like I wanted more fast pace and skilled games, so I went to the BC. I left there to go to the BC, and I was there for two years. And then I was talking to AIC for a bit, a couple other schools, but. Um, I obviously missed credit, so I had to go to UNLV. Did one year there, got a call back from AIC, and then now I'm back at AIC. So the, so, so the bottom line of it is, Elijah, is that you can go from the ACHA to the NCAA, correct? Correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's that, always that's good news for a lot of players. Know. Yeah, yeah. You never, never know. So you can have you one on- good game, and you'll you might get a call or text or whatever, and there you go. So. There's not, so are, I mean, there's no, like, uh, there's um, no script. Yeah, there's no script. <laughs> are you a hockey junkie? Am I a hockey junkie? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I, I get it. Not everybody that plays and plays at a high level uh, yeah. is, is, you know. Is, that is that is correct. People you know, just play, is, don't even watch anything. Right, and, and, and it's mixed. It's about 50-50. So I like yeah. to get a feel for, for, for guests when we have them on if, if you're one of those guys that just plays or, uh, or, you know, if, if you're somebody that is like me, uh, even <laughs> though I don't play, you know, I sat here last year and watched every game in the, in, 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 in the bubble in the <laughs> NHL playoffs. And, and, and I was sitting here and, and, and watching, you know, anything that I could find. So, uh, you know, some people, some players are like that and some aren't. So that's why we have to ask. No, there's definitely a lot of players that are, they don't even want to watch it. Like they're just, they don't like they're, they're so sick of it, but just by playing and video every day and just workouts and like they, they want to get away after they get away from the rink. But for myself, I don't, I don't know. I kind of just like, it's almost like homework in a way for me. Um, that's how I look at it. And I, I enjoy watching games and, and looking at uh, new things and like seeing what they're doing. Maybe I can, uh, put that into my game and see how that uh, uh, turns out. Cool. Elijah, we appreciate your time. Um, tell us tell us what lies ahead. What do you want to do when you uh, graduate from AIC? And uh, any feelers out there right now for a potential NHL career? Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, obviously, see how this year goes. Um, I guess you never know what can happen, obviously. Um but uh, I'm gonna keep working and see uh, see see what happens. But for uh, for right now, that's the plan to go pro. Awesome! I, uh, I nice. certainly appreciate your time and uh, spending uh, a lot of time with us tonight because it's really good insight. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I saw the Frozen Four, I saw the ACHA Nationals, and now I'm watching the uh, Under 18s and. Uh, I really think the gap is closing on all of those, Elijah. I think the the players are just getting better and better at every age group. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And there's there's almost no more uh, no more room for anyone to go uh, D one. 
they're so like selective kids now and especially with uh everyone coming back with their uh fifth year it's gonna it's it's crazy <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't the talent's getting better and better every year we're just gonna have to well, get keep... more teams or something <laughs> yeah well i hear we're, you. we're working on that well yeah. well thank thanks for spending some time enjoy the rest of the summer and uh and stay in touch because we'll be following you all the way through your career, okay? Okay, sounds good. I think uh, thank you guys for having me, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Elijah. All right, let me try it again. It's, it's Elijah Bariga. Correct. Oh, Yay. I got it right. And, and I apologize. <laughs> I apologize on all my tweets today. I was missing an I in your name, Elijah. And so oh, yeah, from you, now you on, can, can, can I you can blame my mom easy? for that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> from now on, it's just going to be easy. How about that? Yeah, that works. <laughs> There you go. All right, my friend. Thanks for joining Thank us. You, sir. That's uh, Elijah Bariga uh, from the AIC Yellow Jackets joining us tonight. Paul and I will be right back in about three minutes to talk a little more uh, NCAA hockey on College Hockey Southwest Live. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal. NCHC.TV, your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season, leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on NCHC.TV.
point is that just because you were fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night reaction show presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. And Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Plano, Texas tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, as I always do, a couple minutes to uh, give us your feedback on Easy, Elijah Bariga. Do I have Paul? Yeah, well, okay. listen, this mute button, mute button, buttons. I know it's just uh, <laughs> got to get that figured out. That's you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I just uh, I don't understand why these things work the way they do. But uh, no, it's always an interesting story. Uh, to to, I mean, this is you know the the, the, the this what. You, I don't want. I mean, obviously, uh, would have been nice to go straight to AIC, but you know, perseverance pays off, right? And 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 he gets to eventually get to uh, to the NCAA and play D one. And you know, other than my being too cute, um, trying to ask the question. Um, you know, gets to play in one of the biggest upsets in NCAA tournament history. I mean, how, what's better than that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, here's the big thing, Paul, and this is what I've been trying to get at for this whole entire last six months or so, is that um, I, I think the gap is closing. Elijah thinks the gap is closing between ACHA, top-end ACHA, and NCAA. And the other thing I was getting at was when players – uh, make that jump. I mean, there's different reasons. Like Elijah had to get a credit, right? So he went mm-hmm. there, and and the benefactor was UNLV Hockey. They got a great player for one season, which I'm sure right. they'll all tell you they really, really, really enjoyed. So I'm sure they as did. We th- as we talk about the portal and we talk about the fifth year guys, and maybe there's some more uh, things that were going on. Um, you know, I mean, how great is it to be able to have an option? like ACHA, if you have, if that's your only option because you've aged out of juniors or whatever, it's, it's an option. And I think it's going to become more and more of an option over the next five years. Well, I, I think we're going to get an interesting experiment that some people are going to be happy with. And some people are <laughs> not going to be happy with <laughs> yes. coming up in the 21, 22 season. Uh, we might just get a true test of, uh, of just how close they are. Why? Why? Who do you? Who are you talking about, Paul Hornstein? Me? No, I. I I'm just saying we might. I don't know. I'm going to tell you straight out that Lindenwood is going to be a force next year, and if they play a hybrid season like they're talking about, uh, the ACHA teams are going to have to step up their game, and they all know it. All the coaches that I've talked to in the ACH level have said. Yeah, we know that's going to be a big test, but you know what? They're they're all up for the challenge. They want to see if they can match up against that. 
So it's going to be a different kind of challenge. But uh, before we leave you tonight, but you isn't gotta, that what I'm? Isn't that what I'm talking about? I mean, yeah, you're going to yeah. see a team that's kind of a mix mm-hmm. of it's a hybrid of not just a schedule, but kind of a hybrid roster as well. Uh, yeah. We don't know exactly how many of the players that Lindenwood is bringing in next year uh, are designated uh, for the 22-23 season, assuming they make the jump. <clears throat> um, so I, I, okay. I think, uh, we're, I think it'll be a, a very interesting experiment. Hold on a minute. You don't have to clear your throat anymore. Lindenwood is making the jump. Uh, it's going to be a year from now. It's going to be one year of hybrid. Uh, they're going to play ACHA teams at at home, and they will travel for exhibitions against NCAA teams. That that's out there, um, and I got that from a very reliable source, the uh, the commissioner of their conference in ACHA hockey. So that can't be any more truthful than that. But um, off of that topic, because that's something we can talk about another time. We got all summer. But, well, uh, there's there's been a lot Tuesday of night, but Tuesday night, Paul, we've got some special guests coming on. I want you to tell us who the special guests are that you were able to procure, 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 procure. whatever it is, procure, whatever. Or the procure, uh, yeah. That I know that whole English language thing is hard for you sometimes. I know. But, I speak Spanish most of the time, so it's hard. Well, really, I hope you're better at that <laughs> than you are at English. But. Um, okay. Tell us who's coming on Tuesday. Well, we've got the – the, the head coach and yeah even though they did not have they did not play this year or not playing the upcoming season uh, Matt Curley is the head coach at Alaska uh, or Alaska, Alaska Anchorage I don't I there don't Anchorage I, well I, I don't know I, I that's a question I got to ask too who I mean why does Fairbanks just get to say Alaska and why does Anchorage have to say <laughs> Anchorage I don't know uh, the the coach or or maybe even uh, Matt Navala who uh, is uh, is one of the people involved with the Save Alaska Hockey organization uh, will be able to tell us. I'm sure there's politics involved with that too. Um, what? I know, shocking, right? Um, they their their goal is to get three million dollars raised by the end of August, uh, and the last time, and we'll get an update on them. We we know they're at the at least published reports have them at at the at least at the two million mark. So oh, come on, Kraken! Come on, Kraken! Well, that's, throw a little bit of that cash out and settle this I thing up. I am sure that uh, that 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 will be uh, somewhere down the line. I mean, uh, kudos to the Kraken for getting involved with uh, saving that program or trying to save that program. Um, but, you know, with the return of regular recruiting as of June 1st, uh, where, co- where coaches and players can now physically interact with each other again, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's just going to add, obviously, to everything else. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be um, interesting to see what adjustments – that coaches make and players make and and see you know as we talk to coaches how much of the virtual stuff they they brought with them uh once you can return to in-person recruiting 
as compared to what it was like uh, before the pandemic. So that'll be interesting uh, with that. Um, I did learn something interesting this week. And, you know, we've talked over uh, the, the last couple of weeks how uh, some schools have lost a lot of players into the portal. Uh, for example, uh, Lake Superior State lost a bunch of seniors into the portal. Uh, and I did not know this because they don't offer a grad program. Mm. So anybody that wants that last year has to go play somewhere else. Yeah, that seniors, makes sense. They have I didn't to think go about play that. somewhere else. I, did, I, yeah. I didn't know about that. Uh, you know, um, you know, that's. That's kind of interesting. Um, you know, Bowling Green uh, lost a bunch of players too, but uh, that information, you know, about grad students or not having grad students, I, I'm pretty sure they have a grad program there. But, you know, so it's it's really interesting when we can find out right, why players went into the portal. Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons, obviously. Uh we're never going to get all of them, at least not all at once. So that'll be, you know, obviously interesting to follow as we go along. Um, they did, or at least it was published. Uh, your buddies up there in North Dakota, Eddie, uh, Christian, Eddie Christian, probably, mm-hmm. Eddie Christian, probably happy to see the, the North Dakota non-conference schedule come out this past week. Uh, some interesting games there. Uh, home and home series with Bemidji, uh, home series against Niagara, uh, Cornell, and um, that team next door to them, the Gophers, is that what they are? Uh, oh, Minnesota, they're going over there to play at yeah. North Dakota this year. Uh, as, Eddie, as Eddie calls them, the little M. Well, I, listen, I, <laughs> far be it from me to encourage Eddie to – uh, be snarky and make fun of people because I don't do that. Uh, send, your te- send your text messages to Eddie, Eddie Christian, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the Eddie, schedule if comes, I love you, buddy. <laughs> we'll see what the schedule comes down to, but uh, North Dakota will actually be coming this way uh, next season to play at Quinnipiac. Uh, which mm-hmm. should be a very, very interesting road series for them. Oof, and then, it will be. And then, you know, they'll put about 15000 between them and Penn State at Bridgestone Arena as they play a game in Nashville, uh, Tennessee next year. Hall uh, of Fame game? Hall of Fame game. Uh, that'll be very interesting uh, to see. Um, you, know, the, another, you know, a big-name program like Penn State, uh, playing uh, UNLV, who we uh, not UNLV, uh, North Dakota. Uh, that that where, would be a big deal if they play UNLV. <laughs> well, it would be, yeah. But you know, I'm thinking about. The, I was uh, I two know. steps ahead of myself with all the games that uh, North Dakota ends up playing in Las Vegas. Um, so that'll be for an, make for an interesting atmosphere. Uh, you know, hopefully we get more of these kind of schedule leaks coming out. Um, we do have the NCHC conference schedule, um, and that's interesting, but not quite the same as trying to figure out all the non-conference matchups because, you know, we know the conference matchups are going to happen. Sure. So, um, so let me, 
let me kind of put a cap on things uh, with this is that, you know, we, we're waiting for those schedules. They'll leak out, as you said, and they'll be officially announced as the summer goes on. So we'll keep you up to date on all that stuff. Um, but one thing that happened last night or two nights ago, Paul, in that Friday night game that UNLV played, it drew national attention. Uh, Jake Sachs, as I was telling Elijah, just blasted home on, on a uh, – uh, shootout to win it. He, he pulled back and just ripped a slap shot into the top corner of the net. And uh, people were looking at that all over the country. And I saw more tweets um, two nights ago that said, hey, everybody, it's time to make UNLV an NCAA hockey program. And wow. this, came from, this came from places on the East and from big names in college hockey media, if you will, that, that saw the shot, that retweeted it. It was a scrimmage, for crying out loud. It was the senior game, and our own Stephen Marsh is there, and he's got interviews with eight seniors uh, that we'll be putting up very shortly on the website. So I just wanted to get that out there, that uh, UNLV is really starting to get a push uh, from from national media, and I think sooner rather than later you're going to hear something. I'm just throwing that well, out there listen, right now. Listen, uh, Nick, I don't know what he's getting at. Um <laughs> I don't know anything, you know. Uh, I just think I'm, that I'm the not, push I'm not is there. With him because when you, you get know, East Coast people talking about UNLV ACHA hockey scrimmage for their seniors, you've got something going your way. Take advantage of it, UNLV. Do what you got to do to make that jump. Let's see some NCAA hockey in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Yeah, because don't don't think there won't be a lot of teams. Listen, you're not going to hurt for home games. No. No, because people – because I could see that road trip now, right? Um, a school leaves for a nice week-and-a-half-long road trip to play two games in 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 Tempe and then two games in uh, Las Vegas. I, I could see a lot of coaches scheduling those games. Oh, yeah. I can see a lot of parents and fans wanting to go to it. Yeah. Spend that week between in Vegas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Uh, There's we get, nothing we, wrong with Vegas. By the way, we're <laughs> expecting uh, Vegas uh, Chamber of Commerce and Tempe Chamber of Commerce. We are expecting our uh, our fee here, you know, for our kickback uh, dollars, they're called. Yeah. We're, well, yeah. Well. And you want to use the you use the word kickback. I did not. Um, I you know we are giving right. them the airtime. Here's the thing. You you better wrap it up, or we're going to be here forever. Well, we're always here forever. <laughs> well, we'll just be turned off. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. All right, behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest live on the Ice Time Hockey SW network. Brought to you by Roger Clients Cancio and Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our award-winning spirits, including the new Extra Añejo, double distilled, triple filtered, premium taste. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. By Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, 
Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. As we uh, close out another College Hockey Southwest Live, I will remind you that uh, we do have uh, great coverage of the uh, U18 World Championships live from Plano and Frisco, Texas all week. Paul will be back with me on Tuesday night for College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tomorrow we have uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're going to be talking about the uh, UNLV, the Vegas Golden Knights. See, I did that too, Paul. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and their nine-game <laughs> winning streak tomorrow and uh, the the rise of uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche coming out of covid as well as the surprising Arizona Coyotes that keep holding on to the number four playoff spot as we speak. And then, of course, Wednesday night, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, we're trying to hook up with the national champion coach, Gary Estalos. So we will hope that that happens, and we can continue to keep you updated. Get to the website, check out YouTube, check out Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, whatever you need to do to keep up with hockey in the Southwest with Ice Time SW and Ice Time Hockey sw.com our thanks to elijah bariga i got it right uh as he I, i'm just going to call him easy because it's just easy so thanks to easy for coming on and talking hockey with us thanks to paul for joining me again from long island new york we'll say good night with roger klein and the peacemakers de niro good night everybody <laughs>